Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to this extremely late live show episode of Walking 90. Um, because Ebony decided to do a sh- to have a meeting that took completely over than a lot of time, and we were starting <laughs> late. My wife is eye rolling at me, so that probably means I have to sleep on the couch tonight. Thanks a lot, Ebony. Thanks. Look, a lot. I'm just here for the vibes and CPT. Yeah, you're clearly, clearly, we can see that clearly. Um, but before we get started, I, I just want to start with this. Um, it hasn't even been a week and we are already dealing with another mass shooting here in America. This is the 288th, uh, mass shooting having to deal with, deal, dealing with schools. Um, and schools are supposed to be this safe space for our students to go to, for our young people to go to, to learn, to learn the difficult stories about life and it's sad to know that nine sets of parents sent their child off to school and didn't get their child to come back into their arms and you know two husbands lost their wives and unfortunately the news came out today i don't know if you guys saw it or not but uh, one of the husbands died of a broken heart literally had a heart attack when he received the news and it's just devastating and, and it hurts a lot and being a teacher in the classroom you know you never think that that's going to be the space, but we have politicians and leaders who decide to put lobbyists and party lines ahead of what's right. And I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, you know what? Yes, I am talking about it. We have to do better about gun safety. We have to do better about mental health. They're trying to make it one or the other. If we get mental health, we can't have gun safety. If we get gun safety, you can't have mental health. It could be the same. It could be all done in the same package. It literally can be done. The same way how these same Republicans want anti-immigration laws and they want anti-abortion. They can, If they can have that, they, we can have gun safety and we can have mental health. We can all be taken care of in the same space. And we have to do a better job of protecting the young in this country. No child should have to go to school and worry about getting gunned down by AR-15. It's, it's unacceptable. It's unacceptable, and it hurts. And, and you know, me and my wife were talking about it. We were dealing with a rate of emotions, and I'm just, you know, you go from being numb to being pissed to feeling lonely to feeling like, well, what's going to change? And something got to change, man. It has to change, and you know, it's incumbent upon us to not only vote but make sure we're voting for the right people to that's going to enact change, but then also ensuring that those around us are doing the right thing as well and being helpful and being mindful of those around us. So that's my quick thoughts on it, guys. Do you have anything uh, you want to add? I, I just wanted to open up with that before we get started. No, I mean, as a teacher, you the floor is kind of yours, man. So um, there's nothing I don't disagree with in any of your statements. So I appreciate you coming through with your with your thoughts and your perspective, especially coming from the education side uh, of it. Yeah. <sighs> but, you know, with that being said, with the politicians not saying what they need to say. <laughs> we smoking on the MLS pack tonight, boys. Chip! <laughs> The flow is short, my guy. <laughs> I, I will say the uh, the tweet that inspired this uh, 
smoking joke. I posted on the USL Discord as a joke. The whole uh, I always smoke after sex thing because I thought it was a little racy. But everyone on there was like, "You got to post that. You got to post that." So I did, and I I don't regret it. My <laughs> that that game was crazy. Like, uh, first of all, you know, thanks to everyone from Minnesota United. You guys were great. Uh, we went to the Black Heart. Everyone there was super awesome. Uh, Gary came down. Uh, the president of USL uh, Women's League and USL Super League came down as well, which was super cool, which I did feel like a dipshit because I was like, ooh, we're getting a women's team. And then it's like, no, she's she's in town for the other game. But, you know, she was down in the pits with us, screaming and yelling the whole time. Gary was there screaming and yelling the whole time. And it was great, you know, seeing uh, former players, Tyler David made an appearance and everything else. And kind of the comment I kept saying to people last night after the win was it was really fun watching us win in Chicago and getting to experience that. But this game was even better because it's not just me and my buddy, Rich, who went up that got to experience it. Tons of people did. I think there was over 70 tickets sold in our section. And then there's a ton of Volt like sprinkled around the stadium, including a guy in the Wonderwall, which I don't know if he was lost or what was going on there. But no, I mean, it's, it's great seeing all the press coming in from everywhere about it. I haven't watched yet because we were waiting on Ebony. And I was in the car still, but apparently on Soccer America, they talk about Union Omaha like incessantly. And, you know, it's it's really great to see everybody else kind of get to experience what makes Omaha so special and what I've enjoyed over the past three years with this club and kind of seeing that success. And it's it's I was talking to Yogi in the pregame show. It's crazy the amount of success that Omaha has had in the past three years and it's just been a fun ride and i'm i'm just so excited to be a very small part of it and you know share my thoughts with all of you here and you know i it was a fun ride home you know i spent a lot of the time on the phone with uh one of my buddies uh who owns some bars and you know we're already planning on some buses so if you're an omaha fan and you want to get in on the pre-sale for that we should have some stuff soon just hit me up in the dms and we can make sure that you get a bus and i just can't wait to see you know, 300, 400, 500 Omaha fans in Kansas City wearing black and volt, cheering on the Owls and watching us go to the semifinals, which would be absolutely crazy because if we knock off SKC, all of a sudden we're back in the, the driver's seat for hosting, which can you imagine a U.S. Open Cup semifinal at Warner Park? Like that, that would be crazy. I think it'd be like one of the first time our lower league teams hosted in our city and you know the amount of support that i got last night from everyone was crazy uh by the time we walked out of the stadium and got to the bar we were doing post game drinks at i had over 70 missed uh text messages i had dozens of dms on twitter i had missed phone calls i had you know people sending me videos of us in the stands and of them celebrating the goals and everything else and it was it was a really special moment and even friends of mine that you know really aren't big union omaha folks for watching the game and you know hopefully uh with the two big wins we've had over mls teams now that that helps kind of be a watershed moment for union omaha in um our market and hopefully more people come out and more importantly i think it could be a a moment for everybody else in league one you know with kind of the idea of a high tide raises all boats and you know if i'm a fan in richmond or Nor rally or greenville who maybe says well 
you know, League One's kind of a joke. You know, why would I watch those guys? Like they're they're amateur fans or amateur players or whatever. It's like, no, like we can knock off MLS MLS teams, and you should go support your local club. And you no, know, it's it's been great. Um, I will say it was hilarious though. I went on a Twitter Spaces today, and it was a bunch of Minnesota fans complaining about how it was the worst loss in team history, and they were just like on like death's door about it, which was hilarious because we did that. <laughs> yeah, I know it was great. And uh, I'm excited for the SKC game, but you know, more importantly, I hope we get some stuff done when we actually play league games this weekend. So it'll be great to be back at Warner park and see some of the people we haven't seen in a while. And hopefully a bunch of new friends come in as well. All right, hold on. Switching it back. <laughs> I was like, I'm done. <laughs> I keep Yo, going. I can keep going. There you go. There you go. There you go. If I'm oh. chip, I'm like, I'm like, fuck you. Fuck this. We just suck my. You dog. know, that's why we don't give you the solo cam. <laughs> well, not anymore. It was anymore. Uh, hilarious. My buddy Liam uh, Keating uh, got a video or posted a, a video or found a video somehow of the second Union Omaha goal. And I'm just sitting right next to Gary Green, just going like, towards the Minnesota players who were like stumbling by. And I was like, man, we were, I mean, it was crazy. Like the, uh, the emotion in that section was great. I mean, and like I said, it was, it was awesome getting to experience that uh, with a bunch of other Union Omaha fans and former players and everything else. And it was great. And hopefully we get experience it again in SKC. Yep. 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 That will be the uh, cool feeling, but guys, we got a lot to talk about. I haven't been on this show in a month. Uh, there's a lot that's happened. Yeah. 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 I haven't been on the show in a month. Feels a little weird. Outside of me being in Mexico, getting drunk of uh, Capitalinas and getting a little bit of sunburn, which I didn't know black people could get. Oh, yeah. It hurts. Man. Uh, well, see, it didn't hurt that badly. Mine was just more like peeling, but it's, maybe I'm just ashy as shit. <laughs> So who knows? Um, but yeah, we got a lot to talk about, y'all. I think where we last left off, oh, we didn't miss that much. Really, three games only really to talk about. South Georgia uh gets punched in the mouth by Fuego. We got North Carolina FC getting a home win. Yeah. A home win. We gotta talk about that. And then we got uh Ford Madison fumbling the bag against Charlotte Independence. Is Charlotte Independence for real, or is Ford not? there are they going backwards we'll talk about that uh in a little bit but guys let's start off with this south georgia tormented game for nothing to fuego yo um, this is the game that i chip with me and you did the twitter spaces which by the way when we don't do live we go on twitter we talk on twitter we want to hear from you guys we're trying to build this usl league one community in order to do that we need you guys to interact with us mm-hmm. It's your opportunity oh, yeah. to share your trash ass takes with us, David Varna. Right. <laughs> you never know who's going to pop up on the live. Like we had South Georgia Tormentors president, we had David Ross. So you never know who's going to be in here. We might have heard from Football Americas. I doubt it. He, he's too busy. He probably he makes more than all of us combined. But you never know. I will say we are working on some special guests. So maybe it's you. You never know, dear listener. You might be our special guest. Probably not. Might be. Might be. Well, you can still um, call in. <laughs> but let's get uh, let, let's get back to it, guys. Fuego for South Georgia. None of your goal scorers were Victor Flack, Chavez, and 
Bez, Bezev, is is this a good one? I mean, of course it's a good one for Fuego, but what happened to Tormenta, guys? Like, we were up there riding high on Tormenta, thought they were going to be the team, and they ain't the team, buddy. You know, I think this is just one of those games where if you're Tormenta, you just throw out the tape and say, shit, wasn't our night. I mean, I don't think anybody would have beaten Fuego that night in League One or Championship or maybe even MLS. Like, they were on fire. Like, everything went in. I know myself and Brandon have, you know, talked a lot about how they're kind of uh, poachers and, you know, they kind of have had, like, very lucky goals. Like, if you looked at their XG versus Madison when they won, they had like a 0.2 XG. They had one shot on goal and it went in. And that's when they uh, got around the keeper, played it out the back and put it in the back of the net. And same with Greenville, like both their goals versus Greenville were kind of, you know, sloppy goals. And I don't know, I think good for them for looking like a team. A lot of us thought they're going to look like, uh, mm-hmm. but you know, if you're Tormenta, it's, you know, Keep going, forget it, and try to get out. Don't let it uh, turn into a two-game slide. I, I will say this. I low-key feel like I probably jinxed uh, Pablo Yara because I was like, is, is he up there with Akira Inu? And he goes out and he <laughs> give him four goals. Maybe I no. should have come up all close. <laughs> yeah. Poor guy. <laughs> yeah, four. If he, has a, if he has a list, I think we're on it now. Uh, probably so. Probably so. I don't think I'm probably going to be the most favorable person down there. Um, and let me ask you this question, yo. If you're South Georgia, and we're, we're going to talk about Fuego, but I want to ask you this about South Georgia. If you're South Georgia, are you looking more at the defense of being the problem of why they give up for, or kind of like the midfield just being too sloppy? That's what I just asked. Like, we in the beginning, we were praising their defense and how it was. You may we may only score one, but you're scoring zero. That's how they played. They looked a little suspect in this game. I don't know if it was just a one-off off, like it was a one game that was just a little bit off. People starting to realize that they can break down their defense, so now they have to rely on their offense a little bit more in that midfield a little bit more, and they just don't have it yet, and it's not gelling, it's not clicking because they had a lot of turnover. Who knows? I'm kind of looking at that next game versus Tucson, and I'm like, do we see another Central Valley game where they get cooked through the midfield and they're getting four? It could have been five or six nil. They had a goal called off. If we're seeing the same result over the next game or two, we got to start. We got to start looking at hitting the panic button for them, right? Like, maybe not. Maybe not me. I, I'm okay with them dropping with their midfield being trash and that defense being trash. But their fans have got to be looking like, oh, are we going to sign anybody soon? Like, what's going on? Which, yeah. for them, Toby Otienio from uh, Union Omaha last year is, per yesterday at least, it looks like he has got his issues sorted out at the border and he is coming back from Kenya uh, to play for them. So hopefully he's in good form and, you know, that could help them out a lot. Uh, having a guy like that who, you know, at times was at times looked like an all league player, uh, certainly his first year in the league and seeing him come in, it, it might really be the difference maker for them. He's a, he's a really good player. And sometimes it's, it's just the one piece you need. And 
I don't think they're necessarily broke, but it definitely helps to get a strong asset like that back. Yeah, it definitely does to have someone back there that can kind of anchor that and help out. Because Phelps is a great center back as well. Um, kind of put the positive spin back on Fuego. I gotta say, for Fuego, like we talked about last week, too, we were kind of like, are they are they this team? Are they this dominant squad? Can they be in that upper tier in USL League One table? And we were kind of like, eh, they can, but we don't know if we can trust them. Does a performance like this make you trust them a little bit more? Or are you still kind of on the I mean, I'm, I'm kind of like, what? Like, how do you rate this team? Because they beat a lowly Madison. They tied a decent Greenville. They came back for – they they did they go up against uh, Chata and then Chata came back? Or was it the other way around? I think no. that one might have been the other way around. I'm not sure. No, they went up 2-1 and then – because all the goals were in the first half. I forgot about okay. that. So, yeah. So, they went up 2-1 on Chattanooga and let Chattanooga get that quick goal back. So, it came up to be 2-2. It's like, who is this team? Like, are they going to be the team that gets bumped? Or are they – because right now they're holding results. In their last five games, it's two wins, two draws, and a loss. That's a really good stretch. And they're in second with 12 points. Like – I don't know what to make of this team, but it's kind of scary because what the fuck? They can either hold you to one or we're about to play Chaos FC and it's no defense, just vibes for 90 minutes. Yeah. And the thing is, they've only had one home game. So uh, all their games are on the road. So you got to imagine the team is probably going to tend a little bit more upward as the season goes because in the back end, they're going to get a lot more home games. The same with uh, Noko, who we'll talk about. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I'm not I'm not off the fence totally, but I'm kind of leaning more like I think if Central Valley can get a home field, and we'll see how they do at home. But as far if they have to play on the road, I, I trust them. I trust them in this one. Mm-hmm. Well, also, it's like how tough is that? They're the only team out in California. The only relatively close game for them is – Tucson. They're traveling three, four time zones for every single game. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, that's nuts. Like, the NOCO staff didn't even realize there was a time change between Omaha and Nebraska, and they were all out of out of sorts. Like, and, you know, that West Coast to East Coast is killer. Like, going the other way, even like bad. when I visit my buddies out in LA, it's, it's, it's tough. It takes oh, me a couple days. It's a killer. It's a killer. Yeah, I experience um, changing time goes to the rest of my mm-hmm. wife could tell you, yo, my sleeping patterns are already messed up, but they were really fucked up mm-hmm. <laughs> after coming back. I was like, yeah. what is this? Yeah. Well, especially like when I'm I'm out in LA, all I'm doing is drinking beer. You know, no one's asking me to go out and run for 90 minutes and win a game. Right. No one's asking you to do the important things that you do, Chip. No one's asking that from you. Outside of smoking a cigarette. <laughs> By the way, guys, I want to ask you guys this. Because we're all adults here. Um, before we talk about this next game, what was your first experience ever smoking? And how badly did you choke? Oh, it was bad. It was. <laughs> did you ever give bad. yourself the smoker's headache? <laughs> yes. I know what you're talking about. Yes, I was. Uh, it was. It was bad. I I felt like a fucking novice. And I was. <laughs> so, uh. My first experience, uh, we lived in, uh, 
like a neighborhood by my college campus. We had a house with six guys and like any guys in college, we liked going up on our roof and drinking beer. And we're like, you know what make this even better? Grape cigarellos. So oh we would go like every Friday, especially when it was nice. And we'd go and we'd buy a case of beer and a pack of grape cigarellos. And we'd go sit on our roof and smoke grape cigarellos and drink Natty Light, which, you know, they're gross. And it definitely makes you cough. But the funniest thing was the little bodega we bought from one day, the guy, uh, who was behind the counter said like, Hey man, like I'm out. Can you like spot me some? And I was like, spot you some what? And he's like, very like, you know, and I was like, no, I have no clue what you're talking about. He's like, dude, don't be an asshole. You're in here every Friday buying grape cigarellos. I know what you're doing. Those can you, can you sell me some weed? And I was like, what the fuck? Why would I have weed? And then I learned what grape cigarellos are actually for, which is <laughs> smoking <laughs> marijuana. <laughs> So wait, hold Chip. on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Chip, you, you mean to tell... See, this is how I know, Chip. Chip. I'm so glad you got black friends now. Um, so you mean to tell me y'all was just buying cigarellos and just lighting these drinks? Yeah. Bro, I don't think a black person has ever smoked a cigarello by itself without weed in it. You, what? Yeah. Bro, sorry. <laughs> like I said, every Friday, <laughs> before we would go out and do stuff, we'd... You know, we got off class at like three o'clock. We went to the store. We got a case of beer and a thing of cigarellos, and we sat on our roof, listened to music, and smoked cigarellos and drank beer. <laughs> oh my god, y'all was really out here smoking straight, <laughs> just smoking cigarellos. Just yeah, have no care in the world. Couldn't buy a cigar, so we're gonna buy cigarellos. Well, I was a broke college student. I wasn't buying one of those three dollars cigars, man. I got like what? What'd you get? Five grape cigarellos for two bucks. Oh, Damn, yes. what the price, the inflation, it's like a pack of four for a dollar here. Mm -hmm. well, it was so like, hilarious. it was like prohibitive or unprohibitively cheap. And it's like, I didn't want a whole pack of cigarettes. I don't need 20. I just want like one grape cigarello. And then, you know, your buddies have the other ones. And then that's, that's what you do. I don't need 20 cigarettes. This is so hilarious. Wow. <laughs> wow. Um, moving on, <laughs> we're gonna go like that point in the show. Um, by the way, I forgot to mention we were supposed to have a Friday night game, but because of COVID, which is still very much a thing, get vaccinated. If you're not vaccinated, there's no hope for you. Get vaxxed, please, for the love of sweet Jesus. We are two years <laughs> in this shithole. Get vaccinated, and if you are vaccinated, you catch COVID, please be safe. Okay, wear a mask. The same way you wear a condom. That's why we got so many kids out here. People just out here raw dogging every which way. Raw dog raw in the dog air. It. Right. No, no. You can't be raw no. dog in the air. I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can. You can do whatever you want. But yeah, I know for sure. I think that's definitely a very serious thing, especially as people start to travel more and everything else. You know, just recently I've had four or five friends all get COVID for like the first time. I bet they did smoking goddamn cigarellos. <laughs> Lungs look black as hell. But yeah, I mean, I think again, like, be careful. Like, the last thing we wanted to do is go back into lockout and lose out on all this beautiful, beautiful soccer. Yeah. Oh, and also, if you are a GM of a team and your game gets canceled due to COVID, don't be a shithead like New Mexico did and schedule it for two days later and make the team you're playing called eight youth players so they can suit up a squad. <laughs> 
Sun, but look, that was Phoenix, wasn't it? But that yeah. was the only way they was ever going to be Phoenix. Oh yeah, the which, only way. Which that being said, if uh, Union Omaha does the same thing, I I reserve the right to go back on my statement and be like, well, it's gamemanship. Should have gotten COVID, man. Wow. <laughs> I wish I would have learned that lesson two years ago. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right, but yeah, the game against Richmond versus FC Tucson was postponed because of COVID, so that game is moved now to June 29th, which means Richmond has another three games in a week. Darren better make sure the squad death is on point. Um, wait, wait, wait. We still we didn't even get a chance to talk about the other games. You know, there's a win in there. It was a oh yeah, a win in there. Have you won this solo cam? I wasn't there, so no. <laughs> Okay. But I did watch it. I watched. You watched. I, okay. Okay. Yeah. And at least you watched. At least you watched. Um, so, yeah, let's talk about it. North Carolina FC won over Greenville. Guys, last week we were kind of hyping up Greenville. We were like, hey, is Greenville back? Is Greenville doing their thing? And then we were kind of just like, I, I do want to say I called it. I called a North Carolina win last week. I called it. As the chip said, no way, Jose. Um but North Carolina gets a seventh seventh minute winner very early on. Um, do you think the proverbial monkey is off of Bradford's back? Uh, the home, the get a home win one is yeah. Um, let's be honest. Like someone said in our in our chat, like the, at the end of May, no one thought we'd be sitting at in fifth place. You know, especially after last year. Yeah. Um, they were doing really well on the road. They were getting results on the road. That's not something we could say last year at all. Um, we've had some stupid losses, not going to lie. Um, a lot of them heartbreaking. Uh, but to see them kind of like the, – the problem last year was they could never finish a match. It was always they played 75 minutes. 80 minutes, 85 minutes, 89 minutes, and then they'd give up that late goal. They played a full game. You know, it it was weird. And I think I made my Greenville prediction a year too early. I'm just throwing that out there. Ooh, you think so? I, I think I made it a little too early. I should have played the lotto this year. Okay. I will say shout out to my buddy who found the Union Omaha line at like four uh plus four fifty and I was like, Yeah, might as well throw it on the ten spot. Is that a we out here betting on USL League One games? Did we make it? Mama, we made it? I think so. Oh, I'm a, I think, I'm not I, look, a I think it's time to bet the house on the kickers. Oh. <laughs> he just <laughs> literally almost threw her cup in. Um, <laughs> I think we're not gonna do that, folks. She, she should have. She looked at me like I wish the fuck you would. Hey, Bank, can you uh cancel that check for my mortgage uh, and right. send it over to Patty Power, please? Baby, we're selling the dog. <laughs> Yo, if a hand just come by the screen and just smack the shit out of Yogi, no, it didn't. <laughs> oh man, oh man, but yeah, um. Oh, I- I want to also ask you this about North Carolina FC. Do you, do you think this is a point? It's funny enough that y'all win this game right before y'all play Richmond. Just want to throw that out there. Um, but do you think winning a game like this, do you think it now kind of settles the team? Because y- y'all were playing great. But like you said earlier, like y'all was 
like last year, y'all will play great for 70 minutes, then cut out. Play for 75, then cut out. Do you think now this team got a full sense of it? I think this team knows – everybody knows their role a little bit more, a little bit better, and they know how to play those roles to the best of their ability. At first, I felt like everyone was still trying to fill each other out, and it wasn't clicking when they would travel and then come back home, and then all of a sudden it was like, oh, well, here's a couple subs coming in. Oh, we've lost the plot. Um I feel like that was a complete game. It felt sloppy at points, but they never broke. It was a more of like a like we didn't give up that late goal. It was very very close. You know, those are things that you know, that's soccer sometimes, but this felt like they understood the assignment and they executed and now they have to continue that because of precedent set from this last game from versus Greenville. Uh, we we now know that you can grind out and hold on to your defensive lines and stick out a gritty one nil win. But now can you do the stylish three nil? Everybody's clicking, lines are clicking type of win. That's that's kind of like that next hurdle. And can you do it at home? We've seen you do it on the road. We've seen you do the gritty 1-0 wins on the road. Now we've seen you do it at home. What's that next step? You know, it's kind of like next progression, especially because we're bringing in all these academy kids. And Frame is getting – is starting again. And, you know, Nick got into the game, and he he was – he started, and he played well. I definitely thought that everybody knew that, you know, beat him on his near side – he apparently worked on that, and it's just things are starting to gel more. And it's like, how do you keep that consistent? I'm not saying you have to win every game, but you do have to compete every game. And right now, they're actually competing in games, and it actually worked out in their favor this time. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. Chip, let's talk about Greenville. Um, we know the Greenville contingent of USL League One Twitter is going to be a little uptight about this, but I mean, hey, you got to deal with it sometimes. Do you think? They give us a little bit of false promise, or do you think Greenville can get it get it right? Well, on the plus side for Greenville, their second favorite team, you need an Omaha suit pretty good. <laughs> Ooh. Yeah, he's not gonna let that down. He's not gonna let that down. Love you guys. Um <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I think it is weird. I was talking uh today with Rich, who wrote a really great article for uh the Open Cup website about this and you know, it is it is crazy. I know after the Omaha South Georgia Tormented, which I don't know why I called them South Georgia Tormented so Tormented, but after the Omaha Tormenta 0-0 draw, Rich was irate. He was like, What the hell are we doing? But now you look at that result and it's it's pretty good. And you know, I just think that's the the weird thing is we're kind of in this weird topsy turvy situation. I mean, of the teams in playoff contention right now. Only two of them made the playoffs last year. Yeah. And yeah. the and in fairness, you know, there is some weird stuff with the table, but you know, you have FC Tucson who's a four seed, bringing up the rear, Omaha at ninth, which is better than it looks, and Greenville just barely out of playoff contention. But you know, again, it's it's a long season. We're not that far well, we're almost a third of the way through for some teams, but there's plenty of time time the whole table is really close and you know if those results don't start coming in come july maybe you get a bit nervous but 
we've seen before with Greenville, they're a well-coached team. They have a lot of the same guys as, guys as last year. I just think they need to figure out uh, who's going to score up top and maybe get a summer transfer to hopefully figure that out or hopefully someone finally steps up, watches some inspirational videos and figures out how to get it done. But, you know, if I'm, I'm Greenville, I'm not super worried right now. I mean, compared to like, you know, if I was a Tucson fan or a Madison fan, I'd be, you're definitely getting into the nervous zone, but for Greenville, they'll be fine. Like yeah. they have the track record. Uh, they'll be fine. Yeah. I still not, think the biggest concern I have for Greenville is just the lack of a, Young striker option, just mm-hmm. someone younger. Jay King is good, but Jay King is good if you want to be fifth to eighth. Yeah, he. I don't. Be younger than you need someone else. I'm just mm-hmm. putting that. And no disrespect to Keegan, but I don't think he's uh a, should be a. Yeah, no. Keegan's <laughs> truly is. King is truly at this point. He's at the t- he's like Wayne Rooney in a sense. Like mm-hmm. he was a great center forward that scored goals, did assists, and then something just happened, and now he needs to play more midfield. Like, he does that great. I think the I think Don Smart. He's either like over the course of Don Smart's USL League One career, he's gone from striker to left wing to center attacking mid to center mid, now playing CDM. And you can do that in USL League One, and, and it works for it. I think you can do the same thing with King. I just you gotta bring in someone. Just you know, they're re- they're really missing. Um, what's his name? Goals for last year, you know. Yeah. yeah. Well, I will say this: I got two comments. One, if Greenville doesn't make the playoffs, the memes will be immaculate. The memes will be great. Like, oh, oh, I, I know y'all got some stored. Oh yeah, you know it. Oh, uh, but I, I think the second thing is, you know, maybe they uh, need to go and look for a guy who scored a lot of goals in League One, who's unattached uh maybe an international player uh maybe a guy that could play center back if you needed to uh josiah trimingham now if josiah trimingham go to greenville over under how pissed kyle's gonna be Ooh, you're gonna delete twitter probably at least <laughs> I, I you know he quits the what podcast Yo, what if Josiah Trimmingham is the reason Greenville get in the playoffs on the last day and knocks out Madison? Well, I got to – how is he not with a team? Did I just – Yeah, I don't know why he's not with a team. I mean, but... he's 25. He's young. So it's not like he's old. Yeah. Which, who knows, maybe he's playing like – Transfer market's only good for certain leagues. For all we know, he's playing down in like Trinidad and Tobago or in Jamaica or something where they just like do not update where those guys are at. No, probably not. <clears throat> probably not. Um, let's go ahead. Let's move on to the next game we got. If I can pull it up. Um, Ford versus Charlotte. Oh, yeah. Talking about Cal. Fort Madison won. Charlotte Independence too. Charlotte is our new rulers. Um, who should we talk about first? Should we talk Charlotte or should we talk Ford? Which one should we go? Uh, I guess Charlotte first. All right, let's go Charlotte. Charlotte Independence. <laughs> right, they are currently right now the number one place team in USL League One, and that's not even like on oh, no crazy stuff. Like they, I mean, granted, they played the most games in USL League One, the most home games out of anyone. I think they've only been on the road what once, if I'm correct. 
No, twice. They've been on the road twice. But still, like, they have been hitting it. And I think mostly, Chip, we were talking about earlier. Um, what's his name? Mbuyu. <laughs> um, yeah, Mbuyu. He has been amazing, man. He has really been in it. Um, God, I, <laughs> I think uh, Connor Tobin might have been right <laughs> about Charlotte, man. Yo, I was not prepared. No, I, I was not either. I was not expecting this from them. They have, they have been on it this year. You know, um, I think Chip, we were talking about earlier, like. They brought in players like Ibarra. You were thinking, like, all right, well, everything's going to run through him. And that's been the total opposite. Like, Charlotte has really been the essence of we going to play – I'll call it what it is. I believe it's a 3-4-3. Three, three. Um, we're going to play this high line, 3-4-3. Three, three. We're going to press you in your box. We're going to try to cut off space. And if you happen to get him behind us, okay, fine. But we're going to come back and score. And I and constantly – they did it again to Ford. They did that to Richmond. Um they did that the union, like they do not care. <laughs> I'm more concerned, like, yeah, the three. I really can't tell you what they play. Um, I don't really watch much their games, but mm-hmm. it feels like every time it's more of like a you score two, we'll score three type mentality. So I don't really even I don't really know what their defense is like to even like tell you if it's good or not. <clears throat> Cause looking at who they've played, it's not like they've played anyone that was like crazy out there good, right? They tied a central uh they tied a fuego. They beat Northern Colorado. Uh they lost to the kickers. They beat Union Omaha. That's probably the toughest game they've had all season. And to do that, they kind of needed a a questionable goal. Right. And then they tied Georgia, which I don't even know if that's even good anymore or not. Uh, they beat Tucson, which is Tucson. And then they lost to Northern Colorado. And then they beat – uh, forward Madison. Look at that's a lot of games to not have anyone that's not playing above the line right now, except for like Union. Mm-hmm. That's it. Like I can't tell you what their defense is. Their their score lines have been all fucking over the place. It's even consistently like two one. Like they've only kept one clean sheet, and that was against South Georgia. Georgia Every game right. literally has been a variation of a two one. Yeah, 2-1. Oh, 2-1. It's a 3-3. What was it, that first game? Like, it's so back and forth. What, how do you how do you gauge that, right? Like, you're, it's, it, you're just going into the day of, like, we're either going to play defense or we're, we're just going to push. Yeah. And those days that they push, it feels like they're, they're still not doing much because the team that they're playing also can't produce goals. So – the only team that can produce goals was Fuego, as we've seen, because they're out here scoring four on Georgia or four against Charlotte. Like, it's not making sense. But somehow they are top of the league, and I still don't know what to make of this goddamn team. 
Yep. <laughs> that's all I got. Like, I don't fucking know. <laughs> that, uh, that seems about right. <laughs> well, I got to say, and this isn't going to be a particularly good take, but I think what we have found out is that if we talk shit on a team to a point where they block us, it just becomes like motivational. But then the only, us. they unblocked us, which is very gentlemanly of them. Uh, Red Wolves, if you're listening, still blocked. Would love to see your tweets. Um, <laughs> again. <laughs> uh, I promise no more light jokes. Uh, but, you know, I think out of spite, they're like, fuck these guys. They talked all this shit. They all picked us last. Like, fuck them. We're going we're gonna to win the damn league. Out of spite. Just to make the walking 90 people look like they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. I, look, I've already ate my Corona. They are a lot better than what I expected to be. Mm-hmm. So. Well, again, it's like I, I would say that that game, especially with the goal, was very frustrating. Mm-hmm. But that being said, um, I don't – I would have rather had the tie, but I don't, like, feel bad about that win or about that win for them. Like, I – we lost it. We earned that loss. They're a really good team. Like, I don't think if you're an Omaha fan at this point, you could be super mad about that. And, you know, we'll see if they can keep it up. Like, you know, maybe they had that weird partnership deal with Charlotte FC. Maybe they come through and, you know, steal and boo you. And then all of a sudden they're, they're back to, to shite again. Like, I know we got so excited that the two teams were leaving this year, but you know, between Charlotte FC, our Charlotte independence is looking like a farm team for, uh, Charlotte FC and then Madison uh, becoming the two team for uh, Milwaukee. You know, there's a two two teams are back. Slightly, they they never probably never left us. Um, unfortunately, <laughs> last game we got to talk about y'all. Uh, if my phone slides over, oh no, that is the last game we can talk about. All right, um, to Fort Madison, who I forgot we need to talk about. Because Kyle's not here to defend him, so I'm gonna talk shit. Um, Fort Madison attack is is ass. It's 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 bad. Like they and I look. I think my main issue with Fort Madison is kind of the same grip I have with Greenville, but it's also as if the players that Fort Madison signed to approve that attack have either degressed or they look like they're not connecting like there's there's something not linking with the midfield to the attack you know and i think it's also like the point of they're missing a number nine their big money signing brazilian player at, whose name is escaping right now isn't really clicking to see he is um am i bugging I'm not or am i kind of writing this um i mean no i think you're kind of right like there's there's no way that Ford can add all that talent and still not be scoring goals, right? Yeah. Like, it's not even yeah. like you – these are some very easy, winnable games that you're just not doing, right? Mm-hmm. Not quite sure where the disconnect is between their forwards and scoring, but – somebody's got to shake something up to, like, get them back on track. Because otherwise, this season is over before it really kicks off. Yeah. 
And I think that's the big thing. And, you know, I'm going to be completely serious. I, I love Duncan on Madison and their fans as much as anybody in the Union Omaha fan base. But, you know, in all seriousness, though, I think if you look at the teams that are struggling right now in the standings that are out of the playoff, you know, Greenville looks like a team that if they figure some stuff out, they're going to be fine. No Cohen Omaha, once they play some games, they'll probably be be back up in the playoff hunt. Tucson, they have a coach that took them from the worst team in the league to the fourth seed in the fourth seed in the playoffs last year. So if he tinkers a bit, Perlman tinkers a bit, maybe get some guys like he has a track record of improving teams uh, that suck. Madison, it's like, I guess, what what is the bright spot for Madison? I guess you've gotten a lot of ties. But I, I don't know, like I being as impartial as I can be, like, I don't really know what the, the bright spot is for them right now. Like if I had to look at them, I'd, Cassini's looking better. But again, they're they're taxed and anemic. They're back to play in that. You know, when uh, Glazer came in, he was saying he wanted to play up tempo and a high scoring and super exciting. And they're back to play in that same, you know, super tough defensive game that they've been playing since Omaha entered the league. And, you know, I mean, I don't know. Like, I don't know what the answer is, but. I mean, you know. no, you're right. Like, it's just, it doesn't seem to be clicking for them. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know what it is. Like, it's so many games. Like, even the game that they won against us, like, they didn't score the goal. It was an own goal. <laughs> they got scored for them. So, I don't know. It's just hard. Like, you already got three games in which you got shut out in. Um, a pair of nil-nil draws, and one good draw against Chattanooga, and then another questionable draw against FC Tucson. And then the goal you got against Fort Madison. So you're really looking at it. You've only scored one, two, three, four, five, five goals so far out of a possible eight, nine games. That's not good enough. Well, here's what I would do if I was Matt Glazer. First, I'd look up the country code uh, for Trinidad and Tobago. And then <laughs> I would put it in my phone and call it Josiah Trimingham. <laughs> Chip. No one is calling that man. <laughs> no one I mean, is calling. That he man. just fell off the like. He needs to be put on like a melt carton. I don't. I want to know what he's up to. <laughs> I was even looking to see like maybe if there's something on Instagram. He hasn't posted since uh, the end of the season last year for Madison. And it's like, what is that man up to? Just bobbing, living his best life. That's what he's doing. Living his best life. All right. Well, that's the wrap of those week's games. Um, we'll go ahead. We'll move on to this week's upcoming games. Um, first and foremost, we got two games in the Smothering Cover Cup. Um, we got North Carolina FC playing Richmond. We got Chattanooga playing Greenville. Then we got Tormenta. Can they get a comeback against FC Tucson? Um, get back on the winning side of things. Then we got Union Omaha coming off of the high of smoking that MLS pack, playing against Noco, who still has yet to play a home game. And then we got the Dirty Birds of Madison going out to Fuego. Guys, out of these five games, what game are you the most anticipated to watch after your championship Champions League palette has been uh, over full of? You mean after I get done mulching in 90-degree weather? Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Sorry, I was tweeting. Ask that one more (laughs) question. What game are you most intrigued by out of the five that we're going to watch? 
Oh, um, you would think I would say North Carolina versus Kickers, but it's actually South Georgia versus Tucson. Mm. I got to I got to see what this Georgia team is. Like what like are they really mm-hmm. Hi Chip's wife. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, are they really like that bad, or was it just a one-off game? Like, what are we, what are we doing here? Well, right, and especially if you're a Tucson, you need to start getting results. And a Tormenta team who just got blown out at home, you know, results. Yeah, yeah, that was good. Well, that's the best part about these West Coast games is you get to watch them after your game. That's yeah. true. That, that is the best part. Um, For me, I ain't going to lie, I'm low-key intrigued by this Tormenta and Tucson game just because of the fact of how is Tormenta going to get back? Because so many points in the last couple of years has been Tormenta will go on these highs and then something will happen and the whole team mentality would just be like, well, that's it. We're done. And they would just kind of just flame out. And I want to see if Tormenta can come out, have a positive result, get a good win. Not nothing scrappy in the 90 minute, but a good win. And can they get back on the right track? I think this will be a pivotal point in the year. Like, this is something we can go back to and be like, all right, that's the moment. Why or why not Tormenta's in the playoffs or not? Mm-hmm. And plus, my coach of the year prediction is riding on them being in the playoffs. <laughs> kind of need this to happen. Um, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm going to go – a little bit off uh, the beaten path too, and I'm going to say Chattanooga versus Greenville. You know, that this one was is yeah. You know, this is two teams that played each other in the playoffs last year. They've been con- pretty much consistently good the entire time they've been in League One, and now Greenville's struggling. Mm-hmm. These teams don't like each other. You know, it's going to be a physical game, which seems to suit Greenville's style of play, mm-hmm. and. You know, if they can go in there and get a win, I think you kind of start to silence some of the doubters. Um, and two, like <clears throat> more than anything, they just need they just need a good win over a good team to hopefully kick their ass in gear and start being the Greenville that we all know and love. Mm-hmm. So as much as I like making jokes about Greenville fans rooting for Omaha because our team sucks, you know, it's always it's always great to. Have Greenville be good. You know, it, it adds a lot to the league. They're a great group that they have there. And, you know, I want the best of those guys. And, you know, hopefully they can turn it around. But, yeah, I mean, it should be a fun game. Um, yeah, it is. It's going, it's going to definitely be a fun game. I think the, the thing about it is can Greenville, you know, piss off you uh, Chattanooga enough to get a win, you know? Mm. That's the thing. Can they do enough to piss them off to get a win? Um, also, I want to ask you guys this while we're at it. What's going to be the most disappointing game of this weekend? What game are you going to be like, oh, we hyped it up, and then like, yeah, this ain't uh, it. <laughs> we're, I mean, I think we're hyping up this Tormenta game, and it's just going to be a dud. <laughs> but I'm just so, I'm so interested in that game. Like, I think that's going to be my chaos game. Okay, not a bad pick. Yeah, I mean, I think gonna, I, yeah, I'm gonna make you and my vibes pick, but I think not, once again, not a bad pick. Yeah. Um, 
for me, I'm going to go with our game, Ev. Richmond versus North Carolina. I know years past has had some fireworks, the 4 nothing win, you know, the late-time winner. Um, I, I don't see this getting higher than one nothing, and I think it's going to be a goal early on, and I think one team parks the bus, the other team is trying to break the wall down, but it's not going to happen, and I think the second half is going to be dog crap. I'll say, I'll say Union Omaha and NoCo. You know, if you're in Omaha, you're coming off a huge high after winning against Minnesota United. And, you know, long week, two games in a short succession. NoCo probably wants revenge for losing 2-0. They'll probably see Omaha being so successful and they're thinking, well, that could have been us uh, in that game. We could be the ones in the round of eight. We could be the ones that everyone's talking about people that are blowing up Twitter who have, you know, famous ESPN hosts wearing their jerseys on their national soccer show. And it ain't them, but you know, we'll see. I mean, I think I went on Linners and losers, which is kind of the de facto uh, Northern Colorado podcast. Uh, with some other... rounds, I see. Right. Yeah. With some of the other union Omaha guys. And we talked about it and I will say this on their pod. I said, if Omaha beats Minnesota United, I'm okay if we lose to NOCO on Saturday. That being said, we didn't lose to Minnesota United. In fact, we won. And I'm going to take that back. I'm a greedy motherfucker. I want three points. I want to beat them (laughs) 3-0. Fuck you guys. (laughs) So is everybody everybody going Union as their, their vibe game? Yeah. Yeah, I'll go with it. I think it'll be entertaining. Mm-hmm. Well, and hopefully with the cup success, hopefully there's a huge crowd there. I have I had so many people reaching out after that game of people who said that they're, they're going to go, they're going to go, they're going to go. And, you know, if, you know, if those people show up, you know, we might have a huge crowd at Union Omaha game and you know, it'd be a lot of fun. I feel like the finals again with 5,500 people there. <laughs> Obviously, the stakes are lower, but. It'd be nice to have a fuller stadium. Yeah. Um, Also, I mean, I guess we could talk about it now. We got a midweek game, Richard versus Chattanooga. Um, I'm over under on the amount of red cards because we know Darren Sawaski and Jimmy O'Blana aren't the best of friends. Mm. You think you're one of these others on Christmas list? (laughs) Oof. Uh, I'm going to say two red cards. And they're going to be at the end when the score, like, is pretty much decided. And they're like, well, fuck this. And they just start going reckless with it. That's going to be interesting. Double red to the bench of each team, both coaches ejected. That would be hilarious. And It's not going to happen, but that would be hilarious. I mean, we've seen a lot of – I think besides uh, Mims and Eamon, who has been hanging out with Mims so much that he's like, yeah – I like getting yellow cards. Like those guys get those two coaching staffs get carded a lot. Yeah. Like you said, they don't like each other. Like, no, no, like on a personal not. level, not just like a professional level. Like I think, like <laughs> you know, they they both got burners on Twitter to talk shit on the other one or something. <laughs> probably so. Probably so. Um, probably so. Not to even double my own hair coach because I love him. Um, he did something very cool. Um. 
he reached out to me and just, you know, give some encouraging and positive words. And this is the thing that I think a lot of higher ups in USL league when and lower league soccer are, when they talk about, Oh, why don't we have fans coming to games? Or why, you know, why can't we grow our size? It's little things like that that make you feel like, well, damn, I'm like, they care, you know? And maybe I'm being a little bit weird, but it's things like that that make you know, like when the coach reach out to you, be like, "Hey, how are you doing? Is everything good?" You know that you know those things like that are really important and really cool because they make you feel as if you're part of this bigger community than yourself. Um, so yeah, I thought that was really dope for him. I just want to shout him out for that. But also, I'm gonna talk about Richmond for a little while. Um. Guys, Richmond got an important stretch coming up. It, it was it was supposed to be six games, um, two in a row to start out with, then four straight at home. Now it's only five with the uh, one row game against North Carolina. But this is an important stretch for Richmond, and I think that if Richmond doesn't come out of here with at least three wins, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think we're gonna be any higher than a fifth or sixth seed this year. And I mean, it may be too early for that, but that's how I'm feeling right now. What you guys think? So that's – so I just pulled up your schedule. So from June 1st to June 29th, you have six games. Like, that's – god damn. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, we went in the gauntlet, dog. Wait, well, let's go back a little bit because even then, you still got a Saturday, May 28th game. So that's seven games within a span of 28 days. Mm-hmm. Or 30 days, 28 to the 28th. Mm-hmm. And it's about even. It's four at home, three three on the road. And that's a fucking lot. Like, <laughs> like let's be real. So, number the words. So you've got an inform North Carolina FC at NCFC. You've got a very goal-hungry Chattanooga, you've got a lackadaisical Georgia, you got a don't know what to do Charlotte, uh, you got a kind of meh noco, but they can still turn it on anytime. And then you got a very lowly Ford and a very meh Tucson. So there's some wins in there. It's just a matter of you guys taking the opportunity to take them. This yeah. feels like I was. This feels like we were talking about NCFC last year. Like you've got the you've got the wins there. You've got the chance to like really propel yourself into like that three and four spot, maybe even second, depending on how Charlotte does over the next couple of games. Yeah. How do you have the squad rotation for that? <clears throat> I believe we do. I think it's up to Darren to trust it. Do you trust? Your backup goalkeeper. Do you yes, have a backup goalkeeper? Uh, yes. He played okay. in the US Open Cup. I trust him. Mm-hmm. Center back. Mm, I think we're a little thin there, but I think Dakota can pop in, but still we're thin. Fullback is always the issue because once our fullbacks get hurt, it's kind of a wrap. Attacking wise, I'm not too bad. Like if we get hurt, I trust Matt Billy enough to do a job. I trust David Olsen. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm fine with those guys, but I think our biggest concern is just the defense mm-hmm. for me personally. Uh, yeah. that's my concern. So, all right, so let's go through them. So, like you, like you said, you've got 
seven games in a month. Yeah. Chip, Union Omaha. Starting with the game this weekend, you have one, two, three, four, five, plus an open cup game in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. You're sitting not bad, you know, but where do you see your catalyst becoming? Because you have, again, you have Noko at home. You got a Chata. You got Tucson away. You come back home to Greenville, and then you get South Georgia. Yeah, so I think if you look at that stretch, I mean, it's a it's a tough stretch. So NOCO is a team that I think is a lot better than uh, they're getting credit for right now. We got that at home. You know, I, I don't like saying games are must win, but I think if you're Omaha, you really kind of need to get three points there, build off the momentum of the Open Cup, and put some results on the board. You know, you have to, in this league, with how tight it's looking, you have to get results at home. You can give some up on the road, but you have to win at home. The next game, Chattanooga Red Wolves. We have never gotten a result at Chattanooga, ever. The first time we played there, uh, that was the before the lights game. Uh, we lost 3-0. They broke mm-hmm. Dami Viader's ribs. We started sliding. Bad game. Last year, they whooped on us while I was flying over to London. Bad game. Uh, and then we played them out on the 4th of July. They did the classic Chattanooga thing of scoring in like the death of the game and taking the, the steam out of our party. If you can get any result there, that's huge. I don't know if we will, but if you get any result there, it's huge. Then we have Tucson, which, you know, hopefully is a win. But again, going into the desert, changing time zones, <coughs> you got the heat, you got the desert, everything else. Uh, then you have Greenville at home. We'll see if Greenville starts recovering or not. But, you know, that's always a tough game, too. Like Omaha and Greenville, there's a trophy on the line. The players know each other. I think. It's a game that Green will will have some away support at, and it'll be interesting. And not only that, but you're looking ahead because you have SKC midweek. And then finally, you have South Georgia Tormenta, who right now, besides the step, the slip-up at Fuego, they're one of the best teams in the league this year. And then, you know, it's not in June anymore, but then you go, go and play Charlotte Independence, who look really, really good right now. I mean, it's it's a tough stretch of games, and in those five you know, normally, I think if you get out of that stretch with, you know, seven points, seven, eight points, like you're probably feeling pretty good about yourself. Like this isn't, and I think that's the big thing is like, we haven't seen the Omaha team from the Open Cup in League One yet, besides the Fuego game at home. And if they can start being the team that they are in the Open Cup, you know, this could be a pivotal thing, and we could see them at the top of the table by the time they play Sporting Kansas City. But if they still are kind of playing how they've been playing in the league so far, maybe you don't have that. I mean, I think we're averaging <clears throat> 1.2 points per game, which I think when I looked, uh, the pace last year, 1.2 wasn't good enough to make the playoffs. And we've had a we've had a tough schedule so far, but you know, we can only rest on that for so long, and we got to start winning games. You know, as great as the Open Cup run is. If we don't make the playoffs, you know, I think there's a lot of questions on, you know, how do you make the the round of eight or even further in the cup and not even make the playoffs? And, you know, I, Omaha will make the playoffs. I, I feel very confident in that. But, you know, it's a tough stretch and we got to start seeing some results. And I think 
with how the guys are playing, we're going to see, see, start seeing some results and, you know, and if getting, not. So, so like, I get what you're saying. So like to be getting the type of attention you're getting and to be sitting in eighth out of 12 teams is not a good look in terms of national media. <clears throat> um, and then to round it out, looking at NCFC, it's a really big chunk of games too. It's not as many as obviously kickers, um, but we get the kickers this weekend. Then we get NOCO away. We could bring it home with Charlotte, and then we're on the road for Fuego and Greenville. <clears throat> so looking at all of all these games and all these teams, realistically, how many points do you think your team needs to get from this round of, by the end of June to stay to either get above the playoff line or to stay above the playoff line? Because mine is seven. I think we need at least seven points to kind of maintain where we are. And how we get that is kind of like a smash and grab, a couple smash and grabs and some very fortunate wins at home. Because we have some tough opponents at home. <laughs> I think that's a fair, fair number out. Mm -hmm. And ultimately, I think – the biggest uh, thing that we need to do uh, with all of this is it depends on if the pack starts separating. Cause if all of a sudden you start seeing a couple teams separating away from everyone else, that's when you get worried. If we're going to stay this tight, maybe you don't need seven, eight points out of this stretch. You know, maybe you can get away with five or six, but you know, ultimately it's for everybody's team. We're starting, you're starting to get to put up or shut up time. And the last thing you want to do is go into August and September needing to get wins to make the playoffs. And I think that's where kind of everyone in the league's at right now. Even Charlotte and Tormenta and Fuego. Like, if it's early, they can't rest on their laurels because it's still close. Because what is it? Four points separate first and last? Or 10 points. First. 10 points separates oh. first and last. But yeah. But it's still it's still tight, you know. Again, if Omaha gets two wins, all of a sudden uh, they're dead even for uh, first place. They're dead even for uh, second place in the league right now through seven games. But you know, and that's the thing is, it's so close. Like if you can turn a draw into a win or a loss into a draw, it it could make or break your season this year. And I think that's a lot of pressure that a lot of teams didn't have in the past where you had a couple teams that were significantly better than the rest. I think there's a lot of parity in the league and I think the league's gotten a lot better despite losing all the talent that we lost last year. I think so. I think you're right. Um, I mean, this league is a lot tighter and I think teams are going to have to figure it out quick. Like we could get to a situation where we're by the end of June. And I think we probably know who are the top eight teams. I think I think we can run into a situation like that. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, it's gonna be fun. Um, any before we wrap up, y'all, any last things before we uh, cut this show out? Yeah. So I forgot that comments existed. So I saw Kyle's comment about this is the most freshman shit I've ever heard about me and Twister <laughs> Sweets. I would like to point out I was a junior because Creighton required you to live on campus your first two years. What? Sure, that's even worse. I <laughs> didn't help. That just uh, two things to me: that Creighton doesn't have black people outside of the basketball team, 
in that there's zero black people in probably what is the vicinity of Creighton outside of the basketball team. Or the, or the third option is I'm just a giant fucking square. I'll tell you, I'll tell you a funny story once we log off. That'll make you laugh even more. Oh God! I don't, I don't think, uh, I don't, I don't think I want that one for general consumption. But I'll tell you guys, it's pretty funny. Oh man! No, nothing for me. I came, I came late. I stayed late. I'm good. You did absolutely did. This is why we're wrapping this show up at. 11 o'clock. <laughs> I will say this. Uh, the Omaha fans that came up to the game had a really great TIFO, and it said U.S. over every – our USL one, League one over everyone. I did see I that. that was, yeah, I think that's a nice sentiment. I think it's really cool um, watching this league. And we've all been here since the ground floor, which is great, and seeing it grow and develop and the friendships – and everything that we've had across the leagues and the, you know, we talk a lot of shit, but at the same time, we've all got each other's back. We all want to see what's best for the league. And it's so cool. Uh, like I said, last night, getting support from members of, I think every team in the league, a fan or front office member reached out and said, Holy shit, dude, I'm so excited for you. And that's so cool that we have that in this league. And we've only been in, you know, Omaha's only been a team for three years and the league's only been there for four. It's, it's great. Right. It is. It's absolutely it's really dope and really cool to see. Um, well, that being said, y'all, we are done next week, y'all. Make sure you hit up, up on the Twitter spaces. Uh, we'll be doing them uh, roughly around 6.30, 7.30-ish. Um, so make sure you join that. And once again, call your local senator. Make sure they pass the HRA bill. It's time to get shit done in this country. Protect those who cannot protect themselves. I'm not going to say it again. Get off your ass and do something. Holla at y'all later. Be safe, be easy. We will holler at you guys next week.